Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Maryland, my guest has just a few days ago released a new French album. Exactly one year ago this month, she had released a self-titled album, and she has put out plenty of other music. In just the last two months alone, she has gotten an array of nominations, the American Songwriting Awards, the AMG Heritage Awards, and the International Music and Entertainment Association Awards. She performs extensively in the Mid-Atlantic States, Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. You've been hearing one of her songs called You Are My Everything. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Natalie Jean. Hi, how's everybody doing? Natalie, welcome. I appreciate you doing this today. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, there's certainly quite a bit we are going to cover in today's show, but first let's have you start off by telling the listeners all about the song, You Are My Everything, that was just playing. You Are My Everything was the first jazz song I ever wrote, and it's actually one of the, my favorite songs. Um, and it's basically a, a love song expressing how I feel about my partner. Now, I've never been that deeply in love, but it's just something, sometimes I'm very observant, you know, when I'm walking around or friends that are deeply in love, and I just... Uh, was inspired by that and decided to write the song Who Are My Everything. Now, one of the things that people don't like me to tell their story is that I love animals and about two or three years ago, one of my cats died. And part of the inspiration of that song, believe it or not, is based on the one cat that died. Wow. And and I, I love animals and so that just it just brought that out of me and actually started out as a poem and I and I found it one one day and I said oh my gosh I should turn this into a song and that's how it came about. Wow, that that is very interesting. I mean, certainly, <laughs> you know, we know that there are countless people out there that you know are just all about their pets. So uh, right, it, it's it's interesting to hear and and that's why I always like to start off the show by having the guest talk about the song that was just played you know i loved that song when you sent it to me and it's interesting to hear because you know as you say someone's going to hear that song and they're going to automatically think oh she wrote this about her significant other and it's like right. eh, yeah it's you know <laughs> conceptually <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh so next uh a little bit about natalie for those of you who are hearing her for the first time Natalie, you are actually of has, uh, excuse me, Haitian descent. So just just talk first about your upbringing, uh, including, of course, your father. Um, basically, my father um, is a famous Haitian singer. Actually, sings in English, French, and Spanish, and Creole. And when I was growing up, he used to, you know, get his guitar out and he used to sing songs to me and I would sing along with him. And, you know, I just watched him do that. And then he would perform in the uh, Washington, D.C., Maryland area. And so I just love music. I love to dance. I love music. I love singing and stuff like that. So, you know, I was inspired by that. Not only did he sing, my aunt also was like in the famous Haitian girl group. 
And so that wow. became very popular at one point. And then I have other, I have a cousin who's also a music producer. So basically wow. it, it's, it's all, it's all in the family. And the funny thing is, is I grew up watching um, Elvis because my entire family was all into Elvis. I've seen every movie that he's done. And, you know, I was inspired by my father and I was inspired by, by as well. <laughs> That's a, that's an interesting combination. Um, it, it sounds to me, though, that, you know, you keep using the word inspired. So it sounds like you were inspired by these family members and, and of course, by Elvis. But I, I take it that no one pressured you and said, well, certainly you need to go into music, Natalie. Correct? Right. Well, the, the, here's the funny thing about me getting into the music industry. It's like many moons ago, I did this demo and then, you know, I had some things going on in my life and I didn't think that was the time to do music. And then uh, about three years ago, somebody said, you know, you really should do something with your singing. And, you know, I'm not an introvert. So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I could ever go on stage and do that and sing. But mm -hmm. I said, okay, let me take these three songs and let me uh, send it around on the internet. And somebody was interested and that's how I did my first album wow. session. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it just went from there and I become a little bit obsessive when I focus on something, when I'm really passionate about something, you know, after that, I just went full force. I was on the internet looking for places of where I could, you know, upload my music, different sites. Now I'm on too many sites, but, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's a lot to keep up with, but that's actually how I, I started doing this. It wasn't until 2011 that I really got serious about doing the music. So there was, yeah, there was never any real pressure. Oh, because the family is into it, you need to be into it. I, it's, it's just a passion of mine that I felt it was time to do something with it. So just clarify, though, because I said in the intro that, that you're talking to us today from Maryland uh, and, you know, performing around the mid-Atlantic states, but did you actually, were you born in Haiti or, or were, you, were you born in the states? Because it sounds like obviously your father was a performer down there. Yeah, I was actually born in the states. And I mean, growing up in Haiti for him, you know, his father sang as well. And I believe my father moved here when he was about 22 into the United States. And, you know, he just started doing more of the singing and recording when he got to Washington, D.C. But I also attended an all-French school in Bethesda, Maryland, from about preschool to about fifth grade. So that's where I also know how to speak French. I see. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, uh, you know, your, your story is not unique uh, in the sense of, you know, people having family members around them. I, I like that you did specify, though, that yes, you know, you you made the choice, and this wasn't something that, you know, a lot of these a lot of these parents who force their kids, you know, you, you're going to be a hockey player, or you're going to be, uh, you know, whatever, you're going to be a singer. Um, right. Coincidentally, we had a few weeks ago when we had our our latest milestone episode, uh, episode seventy five with Ann Burston. Uh, from the the rock group uh, Dream Aria. This is this is a quote mm. from that episode. She said, "Every single member of my family is a musician on both sides, going back like great grandmother, wow. great 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 grandparents, every single person, even cousins, step parents, step brothers, everybody." Um, so that's <clears throat> that's kind of the extreme version. Uh, and then there's something a little more kind of run of the mill like yours, which is a lot more, you know, like you say that 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 other environment sounds like wow, there's going to be a whole lot of pressure right. there. Uh, and, it, and at least in, in your case, it was a, a conscious decision that, okay, you know, thanks, enough people are telling me this, I'm going to give it a try. Right, definitely. And uh, another interesting fact about Natalie, uh, you actually are the author of a book on spiritual pro poetry? Boy, you've done your research. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear about this. This is interesting. I mean, this is, I, I imagine that this has to be, uh, you know, kind of the the birth of of what eventually became songwriting, or or is, or am I making too big a leap there? No, um, here's the thing with this uh, spiritual poetry. I'm also an interfaith minister, so I'm really two of my passions: music and spirituality. And I started out by writing poetry, um, and then it just. I just decided to do music, but poetry, the spiritual poetry was uh, based on the stuff that I teach and what I've learned 
um, in order to walk through this life and be conscious and just be a loving person. Now, with my songwriting, what's interesting is I used to live in New York for about five and a half years. Mm. And I have like, and I, I started writing, like I have over 50, 60 songs, and they were based on different types of relationships mm. that I had while I was in New York. And I go back and I look at some of them, and I said, my God, I really hated this guy, or, oh, this one was fun, <laughs> or I was in pain over this. But yeah, and that's how, you know, I even started to write now. I went back, looked at what I did. And said, okay, let me tweak some of these songs. And a lot of the songs I had to just do over and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it's been all based on experiences and all kind of madness. (laughs) In particular, I have, with cutting you off, I have a song called Through With You, and that's basically about a relationship that I was in where I'm just basically done. Wow. Um, uh, so, so I know that there's that there's listeners out there who are who are saying. So, does she know who she wrote the song about when she goes back and looks at it now, all these years later? Oh yeah, I could tell you exactly who. <laughs> yes, I can tell you exactly well, who. And what's interesting about that is that I hadn't seen this person for years, and then when I moved back here, he actually lives. In wow. the same area that wow. I do, and then we became friends again and stuff like that. But wow. yeah. I, well, I do know for every song. <laughs> as they say, just an hour to the east of me over at Disney, it's a small world after all. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Definitely. So I wouldn't be a, a PR guy if I didn't try to give you some some promotion for the book. Is the book something that you want to tell people uh, right now where they can go get it? Or is it a case of, ah, oh, Bruce, that was X amount of years ago. I'm I'm not really worried about selling any books anymore. Um, they can actually, you can actually buy it on Amazon.com. It's called Messages of Truth. It's written by Reverend Natalie R. G. Natalie Jean. And you can just buy it there. And they're, they're basically almost like lessons and poems. It's the daily meditations that people can use just to process their life. Very good. Messages of Truth, right? Yes, yes, messages of truth. Very good. So so go look for that, listeners, on, on Amazon. Uh, so the Haitian Descent, of course, is a big tip-off to this. But just talk about this new album that you've just released and, and doing it all in French. I wanted to, I wanted to do something different this year. And I, I, I love jazz, but... I, I kind of get bored. That's a big problem with me. You know, I've been, when I have to perform these songs over and over again, I'm like, oh, God, I need something different. But, and I'm going to enter this album in the Grammys this year. The other album I did enter and I was able to get on the Grammy ballot. This one I'm hoping to get a Grammy nomination just because it is different. They're not going to expect it. I contacted them and said, can I do this? They say yes. Um, what's special about this album is that three of the songs were written by my father. I have one song that was uh, actually I translated from a friend in the UK, a blues artist called Trevor Sewell. And I just love singing in French. And I was telling my mother the other day, there's just something so authentic about it. It moves me. Now, when I do an album... I don't listen to the album that much. Like, my mom will play it in the house 500 times. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't listen to this. But this new French album, I listen to it every morning in my car. Wow. I love it that much. And it's called This One Down More, which is Lessons of Love. And yes, uh, even though some of the songs were written by my father, it still touches every aspect of my life, um, you know, either whether you're seeking love or you just you don't want to deal with somebody because they think that you they own you because one of the songs is about own, own ownership and such. Um, so I just love the album. And it's, 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 it, and it's an interesting album because I call it a pop dance bluesy kind of feel because there are <laughs> some songs or at least two or three songs in there that you could think that they were blues and there's six songs that are strictly dance and then there's some songs that are there that are slow that are pop um so i just wanted to show a lot of versatility to say okay now we can sing in english you can sing in french i actually can sing in spanish as well so i don't know what will happen next year (laughs) (laughs) uh but but to be sure this was just something that you wanted to do it wasn't i'm going to do this 
this album in French because it'll please my father, correct? Oh, no, 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 definitely not. I'm not, yeah, I'm not definitely not one of those gals. Um, I wanted to do it. It's just something that I, that I felt that I needed to do. And, and, you know, I wanted to do something that was closely related to my roots as well and to show that, yeah, and we can do this. You know, I can do many things and, and just, like I said, just show that versatility and just shock people a little bit. Okay, well, I'm going to put you on the spot in just a minute, so so hold that thought. I am Bruce Warzniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Maryland is singer-songwriter Natalie Jean. Visit her official website at www.natalie-jean.com. It's spelled like Jean, J-E-A-N. We have a link to it on the show page of www.nhte.net. She is also very active on social media, Check her out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation. And for those of you listening to us on SoundCloud, her music is on there, too. And, of course, do purchase her music, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. And as she just mentioned, her book is on Amazon also. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz, spelled H-E-A-R, and sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week. It will just download automatically when a new episode comes out, so you don't have to go looking for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Natalie, I guess just to follow up a bit, uh, did you feel that releasing a French album would be appealing to francophones, or was it just a personal desire and you didn't care what people thought? My, my, where I'm going with this is, I wonder if you worried that people who have purchased your music previously might hesitate to buy this time around because it's not in English. Well, somebody asked me, I went to uh, Midem, you know, in, in can't con France uh, to that uh, music conference. And when I sat down with people just to discuss, one of them asked me that question, telling me that, oh, if you do a French album, aren't you going to push your American audiences out of the way? And I actually said no, because I also perform at a French bistro that has Americans and it has French people. Mm. And most of the Americans say, I love it when you sing in French. Wow. And yeah. And when I, when I released this one album, I had so many people contact me to say, well, I want to help you promote this album. Wow. Whereas, yeah. Whereas this lady, um, uh, from Sacramento, California is going to play it on her FM radio station tomorrow. Somebody else posted it on their news website and stuff like that. So, it actually made a bigger impact than with with the jazz album. Um, the jazz album did well, but this one is just like, because it's different. Not really, I, I do this a lot for myself also. It's not necessarily about the audience. Like I want people to enjoy my music and I put a, lo- a lot of love and passion, and passion into it. But at the same time, I have to be me and me is always changing slightly or in a large amount so that people can't just say, Oh, oh well, she's doing the same thing over and over again. Because mm. sometimes you can buy somebody's album and it's the same thing. But with me, you're always going to get a, a different flavor, a different taste. So I knew that, you know, as long as I loved it, because I'm into spirituality and all that stuff, you know, whatever I put out into the world, that's what I'm going to get back. And so far, the response has been fantastic. It's just been great. Interesting. And, and hats off to you, because, you know, most people probably would say, well, you know, you need to you need to make money off of this thing. So you need to do right. what the people want. And you're saying, well, no, I got to be true to myself and do what I want first. Right. And, and yeah, right. if people like it, then then that's, you know, a bonus, so to speak. And And let the record show, listeners... That uh, in the lead up to this interview, Natalie did send me a, a song that we're going to play at the end of the show today in French, and she said, "Or would you prefer to have it in English?" And and I thought, no, you know, I mean, number one, this is your new album. You know, we, we should play. You know what 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 has got you so excited that you're playing it in your own car every morning? <laughs> and and furthermore, because I have been so blessed with this worldwide audience in, in more than eighty countries, I know we have 
French speaking listeners. So uh, for them, and, and, and you're right, you know, for the people who are going to say, gee, I listen to Bruce's show all the time, and that was really kind of neat. It was kind of different to hear a song sung in a different language right. for once. Uh, you know, that I'm, I'm kind of coming from the same place as you. Is You know, I, wanted, I didn't want to compromise my show just to do what I thought I should do. It's, well, this is what right. I want to do. Exactly. Uh, you also released a new song last month called Can You Hear Them, which was a charitable endeavor and featured you collaborating with someone from Turkey. Uh, how, how did all that come to be? Well, his name is Birkin Essex. So he contacted me on Facebook and wanted to be friends because he saw that I, I sang. And he said, you know, for a while there was just uh, messaging back and forth about our different spells and what he wanted to do in life. And he's an up-and-coming music producer in Turkey. And he said recently... A couple months ago, he's like, oh, you know, I, I created this beat, but I wanted to do it for a song for uh, Hunger for Children Around the World. And I said, yeah, no, I'd love to do that. So he created the beat, and he wanted me to write the lyrics. And so I went to my music producer and with the, with the track, and I sang the lyrics, and then he wanted us to add a little bit of African drums to it, which we did. And that's how that came about. He's really passionate about children around the world. And, and I wanted to do it different because some, some songs in regards to that tend to want to be sad and slow. And, you know, right. I don't, but sometimes for me, that just doesn't motivate. It just makes the thing even sadder. Um, so I wanted to do a different spin on it and just make it like a dance song, but, you know, with a lot of passion. Um, to show that, look, are you are you praying? Can you see this? Are you listening? Um, mm -hmm. We need to do something about that. So one of my goals uh, with the song um, is to actually contact a lot of charities to see if they want to use it um, in their charitable organization on their website or use it as a theme song um, and then try to raise some money for different uh, charities that deal with uh, the hunger problem around the world. Yeah, very good. And and another story that it's an example of the amazing power of the internet. You know, years ago, there's no way that someone from Turkey would have been contacting someone in Maryland to say, hey, let's collaborate on a song. <laughs> Lo and behold, exactly. you know, you just told the story and you made it sound so simple. And, and it probably was, I don't want to, I don't want to, to overstate it, but it probably was pretty simple with the technology that we do have today. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it was it was really simple. He sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, this is beautiful." And it's just, and I have, I mean, I'm no music production specialist. I mean, I watch everything my music producer does, but I mean, I have some software on my computers where I can upload my vocals and sing the track and send it back to the guy in Turkey. And then if he likes it, then I go to my music producer. Bam, the song is done. You know, within an hour or so. So yeah, technology is fantastic. And the way you described, uh, you know, this wasn't going to be something that was going to really tug at your heartstrings and you're down on the floor crying by the time it was done. It sounds to me like that was right. probably already established from, from day one, meaning once you got the track from him and heard that it was, you know, a more upbeat melody, it, there right. probably never even had to be any discussion where you had to kind of say, well, you know, I kind of think we should make, because it sounds like that was already the case. Yes? Right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. And then just clarify, I want to back up. You said uh, he wanted an African drum beat added to it, he being your producer or the guy in Turkey? The guy in Turkey. Oh, wow. Yeah, he wanted it to make it a little bit cultural. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, I, and I love drum beat. I love African drum beats and songs. And the way that my music producer, who I love, by the way, and is fantastic and has marvelous ideas he decided to put it eventually put it in the chorus and it just it came out really well it came out very well so i'm very happy about that well and uh for that matter why don't you go ahead and give a shout out to your producer since you're speaking highly of him we, we might as well at least let people know who he is um alexi von guggenberg he is the best he's with um alexi productions He's from Berkeley. He's amazing. He just found a publishing deal with some publishing company in Nashville. He's up and coming. I, I love him. He, he's the best music producer I've ever worked with. So I'm very proud and honored to be working with him. And he is based where? He is in Alexandria, Virginia. 
Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is remember that what you send people is a reflection of you and how serious you are or aren't about your music career. I recently received a CD from someone, and never mind there being no artwork on the CD itself, it looked like he just hand-wrote the name of the album with a Sharpie on the actual CD. That's going to already start someone off pessimistically when they then go to actually pop that CD in to listen to it. Remember that even that puts your reputation on the line. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. Are you digging the Bruce's Bonus segment each week? Listeners, are the tips helping you out, musicians and entertainers who are listening? There's one on every episode. We've even got an ebook for sale at nowhearthis.biz containing the bonus from each of the first 40 episodes. So go there and check that out. In November, you will be heading to the AMG Heritage Awards in North Carolina. You've been nominated in the category of favorite mainstream artist. And I can't even begin to go into the long, really long list of awards that you have won or been nominated for. And all this, mind you, for someone whose first CD just came out two plus years ago. Natalie, what do you credit for all this attention and momentum that you've had? I really, I thought it's, 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 it's strange, it's wild, it's exciting. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the music production and also um, with the writing. But I think it's also me... Um, pushing myself and believing in myself and, and just trying to get the music out there. And I think I just bring out a different vibe, it's, especially with the jazz album. I love old school jazz and I wanted to bring it out and give it a contemporary vibe also so that, you know, the younger generation can appreciate jazz because I have a song on there called Guitar and that's kind of a rock, bluesy, jazzy kind of song which people love when I perform it and rock out to it. One of my things, though, with the jazz is that, you know, I find that whenever people are writing music, they're always uh, considering the younger generation and they're not considering the older generation. Mm. So that was one of my main goals with the jazz album. It's like, I need to start making music for older people. It's not that they don't like the young stuff, but, you know, when I play, they say, oh, my God, you took me back in time. <laughs> I can remember Ella Fitzgerald. I can remember Nina Simone, Billie Holiday. And they said they just love it because, and, and I do Frank Sinatra, and they, they just, oh my God, they just love it. I had a congressperson come in during Jazz Week, and wow. he said, oh my God, I just love this. We've got to get you out there and doing more of this stuff. So, wow. you know, yeah, so it's, it's just a, a passion. Well, and again, you know, kudos to you for kind of having that vision where you say, Everyone's putting out music to appeal to the younger crowd, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I don't want to say there's an untapped market, but there's an underserved market, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in in the in the previous generation. So uh, I don't I don't want to go so far as to say that you know that it was courageous for you to, to go after those people. I think it was uh, I think it was a savvy business move um, to say you know there there might be a little less clutter uh, in in that right. audience than me trying to dive into where everybody else is trying to dive into. Right, and what's interesting with jazz, that is such a small community. But let me tell you, it's not easy to get into either because if you're not doing songs like, you know, they're like, well, that's not considered jazz, and where do we place you? But I'm still known as a jazz artist because that's my intention and that's what's going to go out. Um, But I can tell you it's not easy. (laughs) not easy to get into the the jazz uh, population, but with the nominations, actually I was, I've been surprised and happy that I've gotten a lot of uh, nominations and awards shows that people are appreciating um, my talent, my vocal ability. And so, uh, you know, sometimes doing this, the, the independent artist thing can get you down sometimes because you keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. You're, just, you're like, Oh my God, how much money do I have to spend for this? And, is it really worth it to do it? And there's always something that pops up for me that says, you know, Natalie, you just have to continue this. This is this is where you're the best, you know, when you're entertaining other people, when you're helping other people in some way or another. That's why I got into spirituality because I knew I could help people. And, and music does the same thing because when people hear my songs, they say, oh my gosh, I know exactly how you feel. Well, and it's been said 
many times uh, throughout the years in society, it's been said on the show many times, obviously, the, the, the healing properties of, of music. So uh, mm-hmm. you obviously are, are <laughs> poor choice of words. You are right in tune with that. Uh, for the up and comers who are listening to this show, the question is, how are you getting all this activity? Awards, nominations, lots of interviews. Uh, we talked about the collaborator from Turkey. Is this all your own doing or, or do you have management that's lining all this up for you? Uh, 95% is me. I do have a uh, publicist, but the publicist, all they do is like they'll tweak my information to their contacts and stuff like that. But 95% is me. Wow. Um, I'll, I'll seek out different award shows anywhere that I can s- submit my music to because I think it's important. One of the main reasons that I do that is that so other people can hear my music. You don't know which judge is listening to your music and said, oh, my God, we need to use this for something. So for me, it's also a business opportunity. It's a pro- promotional opportunity. Um, I do have a booking agent, but he just books the gigs. But all okay. the promo stuff is, is basically me. And sometimes it gets hard. I've got to update Facebook. I've got to update Twitter. I got to update Google Plus, LinkedIn, and all that stuff, yeah. which all of them just mesh together. Um, yeah, so it, it takes a lot of a lot of work. You know, I work a nine to five job. I also teach aerobics. I perform. I do the music thing. So it takes up a lot of time. Yeah, and that is one of the questions I was going to ask you: is is whether or not uh, music is full time for you, or if you are doing uh, the nine to five? And I guess I owe you uh, a big thanks because. Uh, the listeners would not know this, but uh, Natalie and I are recording this uh, at three o'clock Eastern time. It's actually three thirty right now, but uh, you know, on, on a Thursday afternoon. So um, I don't know if you had to move your schedule around to be available for me, but I appreciate it, and it shows you know the dedication to your career that uh, you are getting so much done despite the fact that, like so many others, you're still at a point where where you're holding down the nine to five at the same time. Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. And the thing is, I, I am at work right now, but I, I asked my boss if I could sit in one of the conference rooms and do the radio show. Wow, so, very good. Uh, yeah, so, so uh, there's a lot of flexibility that my bosses have, have given me. They've come to a lot of my shows, so they appreciate my music as well. Um, but, yeah, it, it takes a lot it, uh, to, to manage yourself and go out there. And it, it's expensive, too, so that's why I have <laughs> several jobs, too. You know, to pay the publicist, to play the booking agent, to sure. be on some of these sites, to do the CDs, to do a CD release party eventually, um, to travel to all these different places that I'm going to be traveling to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I have to keep up the momentum until I get to that status where, you know, I can just do the music full time because that is my ultimate goal. Well, and that's a blessing to have an employer that is that supportive of, of what you're doing. I'm, I'm sure oh, yeah. that... Sure, that does make it uh, a lot more easier in in terms oh. of the, you know it's a lot more manageable. Definitely, definitely. Um, I, I wonder if if you could help out the the people that are that are you know at the very beginning stages of their career. Um, when, when you talked about that, you look for all kinds of award shows or, or opportunities for nominations and things like that. I'm I'm, I'm thinking way way back, uh, listeners, go go listen to episode twenty six with Rachel Pearl. Um, she talked about that she personally likes entering lots and lots of contests, and then right. she talked about one that she won. Uh, how are you finding these? Are you just are you just putting something into Google, and if so, what is that phrase, or do you just use the leads that Reverb Nation sends out, or how how specifically do you look for uh, awards opportunities? If, um, if you I, if you I, don't I, mind sharing, <laughs> no, no, I don't mind. I actually go online and I Google submit music to a 2015 award competition Mm. Mm -hmm. and that's how i've been able to find a lot of these like academy of music awards the amg heritage music awards la music awards the artists and music awards um um the international music association awards that also i found online so it's about doing the research it's all about the research and people just have to take the time um, to be able to do that, you know, and some of them do charge do charge a fee to do that, but I think the investment is well worth it. Um, not it's not only about getting a nomination or award, but somebody's listening to your song, right? And you don't know what can come about by just entering a competition. So it's been really good, like songwriting UK awards. You know, I became friends with one of the judges on 
on Facebook, and he's been really helpful in songwriting wow. tips and stuff like that. So, yeah, so that's, that's great. Been really good. Yeah, that's that's encouraging to hear, and and I'm glad that you that you did go out of your way to point out that look, you may run into a couple where there's a fee associated with it. I know some of them, and again, if 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 you, Natalie, have found some little secrets, I'll I'll let you keep those. You don't have to give them away, but I do know that in a lot of cases, and and you can probably testify to this, uh, you probably do run into where they only want you to submit through Reverb Nation, or they only want you to submit mm-hmm. through Sonic Bids, um, and and I know that can get a little frustrating. Yes, Natalie, the one I won't do is Sonic Bids for many reasons. I was on there, it was ownership with somebody else, and then it just got messed up, they lost my stuff, and mm. um, and I just don't like to do that one. Reverb Nation, I have submitted, I can tell you, Reverb Nation is one of the hardest to get one of those opportunities that I found. Um, some of those things are extremely picky. You know, one of the things that I've learned in this music industry is that you can win a nomination and award in one awards thing, and then somebody else may not like the song in another thing, which which has happened to me. I, I submitted <laughs> for Songwriting UK awards this year again, and um, I didn't. Ma- I made it as semifinalist this year. This year, I didn't make it. I probably going to get a commended entry for songs that I've won awards for. So people just have to keep in mind that music is subjective. It's mm-hmm. extremely subjective. Mm-hmm. Some people might like it, but it's not good enough for them. And then some people say, this is fantastic, and I would use this and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, one of the songwriting judges actually posted something on Facebook. She said, it doesn't even matter if you made it. What matters if you loved your music and if you put everything mm. you have into it, it really doesn't matter what people think. And I always tell people that I said, I love my album. <laughs> I love it. And so it's not going to matter what anybody tells me yeah. because I know what I put into it. I know that there's somebody out there that's going to love it. Yeah. Good for you. Well, since you are controlling, like you said, 95% of what goes on, uh, is there any opportunity? Have, have you ever gone to Haiti and, and performed there because of family connections or, or is it, you know, well, that's way too big an expense, Bruce. <laughs> I know. It's a huge expense. Um, no, I haven't done that yet. One of my aunts came, came here about six or seven months ago and she knows some people. So she said that she's going to try to um, send my information to some of the promoters and thank you for reminding me because I need to email. <laughs> um, she, She's going to try to do something with that. I, I know some friends of my mother, they want to create a, some type of concert for me here. Um, I am trying to venture out. That's why I went to Cannes to try, try to break into the European scene. So I made some good contacts there. Um, and just get the, get the music out. Very know? good. Very good. Well, I'll give you a minute to write yourself a reminder as I as I do the reset here. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Maryland is singer-songwriter Natalie Jean. Visit her official website at www.natalie-jean.com, or hyphen for those of you who prefer that I don't call it a dash. Uh, we have a link to her website on the show page of nhte.net. Natalie is also very active on social media. Check her out on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Plus, she is also on Reverb Nation, as we were just discussing. And for those of you listening to us on SoundCloud, her music is on there, too. And, of course, do purchase her music, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. Uh, The latter is where you can also find her book. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nowhearthis.biz. That's H-E-A-R. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free. Makes it very easy to get this show every week. It downloads automatically each time that a new episode comes out. Saves you from having to go and look for it. If you are a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes. I've mentioned a couple of them already. uh, Rachel Pearl and Ann Burstyn. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nowhearthis.biz to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and or become a Twitter follower. So, Natalie, uh, you are listed as performing in the pop and jazz genres, but in fact, you've begun to write and perform for many different genres, including rap, country, dance, and heavy metal. What brought all that on? Well, the heavy metal song, uh, somebody asked me 
to write a very dark song for a TV show that they're doing in California. Mm. And, you know, the first thing that came to mind, the whole premise of the movie or show is that this entity comes into your dreams and kills you or does something to you. And so I decided that uh, a heavy metal kind of rap alternative song um, would be great for that. And it, it actually turned out well. When people hear it, they're shocked that it's actually even me. <laughs> um, the, the rap song, uh, Ready or Not, came about because I was in a song contest in a competition where they were, it was like for a Walking Dead type of movie they were mm. going to do. And they wanted a song um, that would represent like the Walking Dead. So I wrote that. Um, I recently wrote a, a song called Hands Up because of the police violence um, going on in the world. And mm-hmm. um, that just came about because I went to a music conference a, a couple of years ago. And one of the things they said is that there are not enough artists that write songs about what's going on in the world today, like back in the 60s. Mm. You know, give peace a chance. People used to write about those things all mm-hmm. the time. And nobody does it now. So I decided, you know, to write a song about what's going on around the world, around the United States. Um, and um, and then I just like to, I, I, when I was younger, I wanted to be a country singer. Hmm. So, which is weird, but anyway. <laughs> and so, and that's what I was thinking, maybe next year, country. Um, and so, you know, I like to delve into this country, I think is one of the hardest to write for, actually. Um, but I'm trying to delve into that as well. And it's good to be, one of the things I've learned about being a singer, singer songwriter is that you don't actually always have to perform your own song. There's a big industry in songwriting. And so I decided that, you know, I still want to perform this stuff, but if I write a song, somebody else wants to use it. Hey, by all means, buy it, do it, do your thing. Yeah. Well, I wonder with all this diversity, these different genres and the different languages, that you speak in, in different languages you can sing in. Is there anyone maybe that you're targeting to one day hopefully work with by any chance? Oh, one of my favorite artists is Celine Dion. Mm. Hands down. She would be somebody that I would definitely love to do a duet with or even like Sam Smith because I just love his voice. Um, it would be awesome to be able to perform with the two of them. Okay. Very interesting. So at this point, uh, you know, what's next for you, Natalie, now that the new album is out? Um, or, or, you know, is it just to do lots of interviews like this one and, and get out and perform to boost the sales of it? Is there anything else in the works that the listeners should be on the lookout for? Or is the focus right now just to promote this this new album? Um, the focus right now is just to promote this new album and get it out there. You know, one of the other things is that when I went to France, it's... Um, Met this company that actually looks for songwriters, so I'm actually writing songs for somebody else at this point. But most of the thing right now is for me to push this album, get it to French DJs, get it to French sites, get it to American sites, just get it out there um, so that, you know, I can get a hit out of it and get something going and just able to do this, you know, day to day, every day. Will there be another book at some point or no? It's all, it's all music now. Right now, yeah, right now it's all music. I think eventually down the line I'll, I'll break out another spiritual book. It probably won't be a book of poetry. Um, I always wanted to write a book basically about how uh, living a positive life but having a different tone than most of the ones that are out there. So that's, yeah, I plan to do that as far in the future. Mm. It is there. something for something for the listeners to be on the lookout for i'm always all about that to kind of give people a reason to continue to follow you to see uh you know when when that comes out it reminds me gosh all the way back to episode eight of the show dominic pages uh he's he's very big on uh you know stating positive intentions and and things of that Mm -hmm. nature uh we're going to close today with a song from your new album uh, so yes, listeners, uh, it is in French. Uh, the song is called C'est Toi et Moi. Before we let you go today, Natalie, tell the listeners all about this song. Uh, C'est Toi et Moi was actually written by my father with a few tweets by me. And it's basically a song 
which is enough about how somebody feels obsessed in love with somebody else and the other person doesn't love that person back in the mm. same way. But mm. that person is just expressing how much. And what's interesting about the song, when I first played it for my mom, my mom was like, well, how can you make this a dance song? And I said, well, <laughs> I can because, one, I want to be different, and two, everybody has a different reaction to things. Like something like that, I might dance and sing about rather than to say, oh, my God, I sound like Wallow. And what's interesting is that when my father wrote it, he wrote it as a slow song. I said, uh, no, we need an upbeat tempo. Wow. And when I played it for somebody in France, they said, oh, my God, this would be a hit for the summer. Hmm. So people love it. I love it. And that's <laughs> the premise for the song, Obsessive Love. <laughs> now you can go back and tell your mother, everybody loves it, so stop being that's a critic. Right. Everybody's a critic, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Natalie, thanks ever so much. I appreciate you, uh, you know, <laughs> taking time out of work and, and uh, doing the show today. I, I really enjoyed talking to you, and, and congratulations, and best of luck uh, with the new album and, and everything else going forward. Thank you very much, and it was an honor to be on your radio show. I had a good time. You're a great interview person. Thank you. You are fantastic. This is the best interview I've done by far. Wow, thank you. That's that's going to be the highlight of my day. Uh, right. <laughs> people can hear the smile in my voice. That will do it for this week's edition of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer-songwriter Natalie Jean. Be, be sure to visit her official website at www.natalie-jean.com and engage with her on social media. So like her Facebook page, follow her on Twitter, subscribe to her YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. Remember that she is also on Reverb Nation, and just like this show, on SoundCloud as well. For that matter, tell her you heard her on Now Hear This Entertainment, and keep up with Natalie online to see where and when she'll be performing live. And of course, do purchase her music. It's available on iTunes and Amazon, and as we've mentioned, her book is on Amazon as well. Don't forget to visit www.nowhearthis.biz and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Hey, give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That would really help a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost episodes there, and you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter. And even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nowhearthis.biz or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nowhearthis.biz. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their great new website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in Crystal Blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Natalie Jean. This is the one she just talked about. It's called C'est Toi et Moi.
Sí, bueno.